already looked up a couple of part-time jobs that'll allow me to pay for my own insurance. It's unnecessary. It is to me. I'm an adult. I don't need to be on my stepdaddy's insurance. You know, actually, I think that's great. I think it's great that you, you want to be independent, Norman. I think that shows character. And... Oh, really? Do you, Alex? That's nice. Okay, Norman, don't be rude. This isn't easy for any of us. We're all trying here. We. We, 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 is in. Is this how it's going to be from now on? Yes, we're married. Look, I know this seems weird. I, I know that you spent your whole life with it just being the two of you, but you're going to get used to this. It's going to take time, but you're going to get used to this. Okay, Alex, there's something that you don't seem to understand. Nothing is going to change. You can be married to her, you can be sleeping with her, but you're never going to get in between us. I'm not trying to. Norman, there's room in the human heart for more than one person. It doesn't diminish the love that's already there. Oh, really? Imagine that we are on a ship at sea. The ship is going down, and there is one tiny boat and room and provisions for two. Who are you going to put in that boat with you? Well, maybe you and I get a Norman and we leave her on the ship. Alex, don't make jokes. That's inappropriate. Because it's 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 ludicrous. We are not in a sinking ship. We're in a big, beautiful, warm house, and we're all fine. You're such a hypocrite, mother. My whole life, you have kept me so close to you that I couldn't breathe without you. You never wanted me to have a girlfriend or even a good time. I, I gave up everything, everything for you, Mother, and I did it gladly because I understand the bond between us, the cord. I understand that it is huge and sacred and unique, and now you want to tell me that doesn't matter. Now all of a sudden, there's room for someone else. Well, there isn't, and, and you know it. This is our world, our world, Mother, and that's what love is, real love, not this pale corpse you're trying to put in its place and you never will be able to. You are setting yourself up, and he is making you think that it's possible. Get this through your head. No one is making me do anything. I am a grown woman. I love him, he loves me, and that is it, and you have to deal with it. Welcome to Yes Mother, podcast where we cover the A&E show Bates Motel. Tonight we will be covering season four, episode eight, Unfaithful. I'm Sue. I thought it'd be warmer if we slept in the same bed. Yeah, that's fine, Norman, sure. I'm so upset. Sheriff, actually, have to live here. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes? I hope it's not weird. Fuck, 
Episode. Hope you all been well. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was checking our downloads and there's slightly a slight drop with feedback to recap. It seems like more people do just go to the recap, but it's very small. <laughs> and if you are one of those people that just that skip the reca- the feedback you are missing out on a lot of thoughts and theories. <laughs> we don't just read feedback and then go. Right. Anyway, I thought I'd mention that. Because sometimes I might not bother reading feedback. I'd be like, oh, I'll just listen to the recap. I can it's see myself first... doing that. Yeah, it's our first discussion. We just do things a little differently. And it is our first discussion of the episode. So we say stuff there that when we get to the recap, we've already discuss that theory or something so sorry if you feel like we don't we skip a lot of stuff which we don't really on the recap but if you want a little more in depth we kind of feed off of the feedback we do and talk about it if you are one of the few people that do that anyway just thought I'd mention that alright let's recap this sucker uh, so, it's me. Um, we start with Norma sitting up in her bed and she's freezing. She gets up and goes to Norman's room and asks if he is sleeping. He says he is freezing and asks if a window is open. Norma says the heat doesn't seem to be working. 
She goes down and checks the thermostat and reads the owner's manual and tries to reset it. <laughs> I love that they have the owner's manual. <laughs> it looked like the oldest. It was like 1950s thermostat. I know. She had the owner's manual. She's just like, dude. <laughs> that was funny. The summers were meticulous. Very organized. They have the owner's manual to the thermostat. That they installed, installed 70 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma Summers was meticulous. She kept uh, her sewing machine going. That's true. <laughs> Norman comes down and Norma says she's hoping it will reset itself. He says maybe they can turn on their gigantic new TV and get a weather forecast. She tells him they needed a new TV. Norman asks why she felt like they needed a new TV, and she says maybe she was lonely, and they aren't giving it back, so get used to it. Norman walks into the living room and picks up a copy of A Fistful of Dollars that Romero had bought, and said, you became a Spaghetti Western fan while I was gone? She tells him she got it for fun. <laughs> I just think, <laughs> why is it so bad to just say Romero bought them? That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> like... Doesn't that make more sense, Norma? <laughs> Because obviously he knows that's what happened. That's what he's fishing for. I know. I know. That is exactly what he's fishing for. So just, yeah. Again, she just lies. And you're just like, you're just embarrassing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. She does it every time. Norma says the thermostat is not resetting. It's broken. And she will call a repair guy in the morning. He says she should call them now, and she says it's 3 a.m. It's not like they are, like, roadside emergency people, and she tells him to go to bed. Cuts to Norman. He says it's not like 30 degrees outside. He's like, it's 30 below outside. It couldn't be that cold because it rains. No, it doesn't get 30 below in Oregon. Well, I, I knew it was not 30 <laughs> below. But the next day at night at the tree lot, it was raining, not snowing. Right, right. I'm so glad in Utah in the wintertime it snows, not rains. Oh, me too. Wouldn't that be terrible? I would hate that. It makes for much nicer Christmas tree shopping when it's snowing, not raining. <laughs> it cuts to Norma in her room, putting on a scarf, and Norman walks in and says it would be warmer if they slept in the same bed. She says sure, and they get in bed and lay there. Norman asks what's going on, and she says, I guess we got used to being apart, and it feels a little different being together. He asks if she's happy he is back, and she says, of course I am. I'm really, really happy I am. <laughs> he says, okay, and they lay there a little longer, and she turns out the light. <laughs> I said this on Twitter, but I thought she very easily could have stated, well, Norman, the last time we were in this house together, you chased me around with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Things have changed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's going to change things a little bit. And you have every right to be a little weird sleeping in the same bed with them. Yep. Just... Yep, totally. Did you notice, like, in the very first few seconds of the episode, like, she's sitting there in bed just freezing and she kind of looks over to where Romero would be laying and is like, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I love how they just like lay there just so stiff next to each other. I know, it's like... so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Even he knows it's awkward. Yeah. He's not happy about it. All right. So then we had the opening sequence. And then next we see Norma putting on makeup in the bathroom and Romero calls. She tells him he miss she misses her. Wait. She tells him she misses him and he says he misses her too. And it's not forever. She walks over and closes the bathroom door and Romero asks how Norman is doing. She says he is happy to be home and then says it feels awkward because so much has changed since Norman was there and he feels it. Romero asks if he will see her later and she says she'll stop by and she can't wait to see him. Romero asked when she is going to tell Norman about them and she says she will do it when it makes sense. She says it won't take forever. He says he gets it. She thanks him for understanding and tells him she loves Tells him she loves him, and he says he loves her, too. Then we hear a knock at the door, and Norman asks Norma if Norma asks if Norma is in there, and she says, she yells, yeah, and flushes the toilet, and then yells that she will be down to make a breakfast. Then she whispers to Romero that she has to go, and they say goodbye. <laughs> I just she pulls a really funny face when she flushes the toilet. I, I just love the look on Romero's face the whole time he's listening to like her yelling at Norman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what did I get myself into? Speaking of his face, he is so cute when she answers the phone. I think he didn't. I don't think he quite knew what to expect, and her very warm greeting just seemed to just make him so happy. Mm. It was cute. But then it got weird <laughs> when she flushes the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Norman was standing outside the door? Do you think he knows that she was on the phone with him? Um, I think that's a great thought. Because, I mean, why would he knock on the door and, like, are you in there? You know. I mean, the bathroom door is shut. I don't know. Well, he's, I mean, he's filling the role of total creeper. Right. So I think he's always there. I think he's very (laughs) fine-tuned to what she's doing and saying at all times. I think so. I think he was standing there listening. Yeah, I, I think that's the... I didn't even think of it, but... Yeah. Uh, next we see Norman and Norma in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> she tells <laughs> she tells him the repairman can't come until the next day and she is going to go buy some space heaters. Norman says, you got new curtains. And she says she made them herself. He asks if that's why all the fabric was in the corner of his room. And she says, yeah, I was sewing in there. Norman says, you made my room into a sewing room? She says, no, I was just sewing in there. That doesn't make it a sewing room. It's still your room. I'll move the stuff into Dylan's room. Norman says, I can't believe Dylan is moving. It feels like so much has changed since I was gone. Norma tells him, it's just life. It's all good stuff. And Norman tells her he likes the old curtains. She tells him to sit down and eat. And she says, welcome home, Norman. Uh, welcome home to your freezing house. And they both laugh. He thanks her for everything she did and put up with to get him help, and she says she would do anything for him. They start eating, and Norman asks if the sheriff actually had to live there. Norma says, sometimes. Yes. 
Norman says sometimes. See, and that that buys into the fact that he heard her. You know, what are you gonna tell him? Right. You know. Right. Right. I think he knows the answer to all these things. He's he's being passive aggressive. Well, he knows Romero bought the TV. There's no oh, way yeah. Norma would have bought that. Totally. And, and he knows movies. They smacked of Romero. Yeah. It's just Norman's not stupid. Um, Norma gets up and gets her coffee mug and sits back down and says we actually became good friends and the fact that he did all of this you know to help it's just very nice and I think you should thank him Norman says of course he really is and I will I'm very appreciative of all he's done for us Norma hands Norman his pills and he takes them and says, I'll fix now. And they both laugh. And Norma says, I've missed you. Um, I was surprised that Norma was so mad at Norman, jumping ahead a little bit. When right here, she tells him that she should, he should thank him. <laughs> it was Norma's idea. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think she expected him to suggest that they get a divorce now. Yeah, I I was surprised how mad she was. I really felt like it was a little disproportionate, but, you know, it's Norma. It's Norma Bates. Yeah. Of course, the anger's going to be disproportionate. <laughs> <laughs> she was livid. And I don't know. I, yeah. I don't think from what she heard, I mean, she didn't see the scene, but from what she heard from Romero, just didn't seem to, should have made her that upset. Well, I think, I think what she was more mad at was that it kind of caused a little fight between her and Romero. You know, and I think that's what made her the most mad is that scene at Romero's house when he's like, you got to make a choice kind of thing, you know. And Yeah, perhaps. I think she's seeing, I think what she's mad at as is she's realizing that Norman could ruin this great relationship she has. Yeah, and there were hints of it's taking her power away. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, she's... She kind of resented the fact that it's... That she's being forced to make this choice. That, right, right. it's even a little on Romero also. Oh, yeah, yeah, she snapped at him, you know. But I think... I think the stuff she said in the tree lot, again, was like... Well, you guys are just going to... You two are going to decide who gets me. <laughs> right, right. So I think that is maybe a big part of it is that they're both kind of stripping her power away, and that's a big deal to her. Sure. I mean, this is, you know, there's like this wedge between, you know, the man she loves and the son that she loves. Mm-hmm. And I think she's starting to I don't know if resent is the right word but just realize that 
oh, this might not go so well, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think she knew it wasn't going to go great, but I don't think she knew it was going to happen this quickly. <laughs> yeah. True. And plus, you know, Norman suggesting that they get a divorce, that's, you know, that's not his decision to make. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd be no. kind of, you know, that's that's pretty lame. Um, okay, next we see Rebecca at the airport. She hands the girl at the counter her ID and says she is flying to Indianapolis. The girl looks at the ID and checks her computer and says she will be right back. Two guys in suits walk up to her and say they are with the DA and ask her to come with them. So is that how things work when people fly and they're not supposed to? Do they get some sort of like tag on their name? That like an agent would put their name in and they get like some sort of like flash warning. You need to get hold of blah blah blah. Probably. Yeah, that makes sense. And then those guys were just waiting around the airport for the flag. Yeah, I mean they probably figured they probably got the ticket, huh? They probably had tabs on her enough to know that she bought a ticket. And so they knew when her flight was. Right, right. Because, yeah, I imagine if they're suspecting someone of you know, money laundering or something and think that they might be like a flight risk. They probably do go to like the bus stations and the airports and somehow flag her name. Well, it seems like these days everything's electronic. They could just know by the computer that she bought a ticket. They don't even have to like. Right. They might be able to put her on like a no fly list type thing. Yeah, and monitor her online doings enough to know right when she's leaving town. Right. And that she's leaving town by plane. Yeah, they had to have known that she had a ticket cuz I don't think two guys from the DEA are just standing around the airport waiting for her. No. Unless they know she has a ticket cuz that'd be like a huge waste of time. Oh yeah. So, yeah. No, it seemed pretty realistic to me. Yeah. And Man, if the second the girl at the counter is like taking your ID and like, I'll be right back. I'd be yeah, like, she didn't look suspicious at all. I know. She's just like, do the do. You know, <laughs> I'm like, you're so stupid. It would have been, been like, like oh, what's going on? I'm out of here. <laughs> I know. It's like, why didn't you drive? Yeah, pretty stupid. Yep. Um,. Next, we see Norman at the police station. He asks the receptionist to tell Sheriff Romero that his wife's son is there to see him. And Norman knows how to talk through those things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Romero comes out, and he and Norman go into his office. Romero asks how he's feeling, and Norman says, much better. Norman says, Pineview is a wonderful facility, and Romero says he is happy to hear that. Norman thanks Romero for everything he has done and for being there for his mother because it was a difficult time for her and it was good she had a friend there. He tells Romero that marrying his mom was above and beyond and they are both very grateful. Romero says he was happy to do it. Norman says, I just want you to know that you can be done now. (laughs) 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 Romero says, I can be done now. Norman says, I know you got married for the insurance, and I don't want to burden you with it. I'm an adult, and I'm going to get my own insurance. 
Romero tells him that insurance is really expensive and he knows the motel isn't doing well. Norman tells him there's other places to work besides the motel sheriff and other things I can be doing besides managing. So I'll be getting a part-time job while I continue on at the motel. And as soon as I get this all straightened out, which should be in the next two weeks, you and my mother can get a divorce. Romero says, you know, Norman, things change. And that's just, that's just part of life. Norman says, that's where you're wrong. Certain things can never change. Things that you know nothing about and never, ever will. But I will always remember that you helped my mother at a time when she was so confused and so vulnerable. Romero says, I think you need to be careful about how far you want to push this, Norman. Norman says, I'll let you know when I have my own insurance and we can get the paperwork for the divorce. So, as not to expose your fraud. And Norman gets up and leaves. So, can we talk for a minute about Norman's part-time job? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, Does he have uh, somewhere in mind? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I was thinking, I think Artful Artifacts has some openings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Although that would not be a part-time job. No. And but that is something he knows how to do. And Emma's dad's leaving. That wouldn't get you insurance. No. Norman, this is such a pipe dream he's got going on here. Well, it's just, it's really, really strange to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he, like, has a place. And one, you don't get insurance benefits for part-time work. Right. That's not right. Right. You know, it's not like he can be a checker at a grocery store part-time and... And get benefits. Yeah. Even if you could, most companies, there's like, you have to work for them for like 30 days or 60 days to get on the insurance because they want to weed out the people who are just going to quit within the first couple of weeks. He was just so precise. I know. It's going to be two weeks. You know, it could, you're right, it could just be so total pipe dream. It'd be Norma's. I'm going to ask Romero to marry me. It's exactly what it is. It's got to be. Skeevy. <laughs> Plus a part-time job. If So if he's going like the private insurance route, part-time job's not going to pay enough to pay for insurance. Obamacare. <laughs> it's the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truth, there's that. I just don't know. This yeah, was a I'm... weird, weird, weird out of the blue thing to show through at us. <laughs> <laughs> and Norman just seemed to have a plan. No, I and think so I it's... was racking my brain and I came up with the artful artifact thing. I didn't even think of that. No, I think it was. I think it's Norman. When has he had time to look? for a part-time job he's been home a day oh you're right he doesn't he doesn't have a plan no he he may have a plan and i'm using he has a, yeah plans. he has a plan like norma has plans <laughs> he's norma's son <laughs> he learned from the best he did <laughs> so yeah i think it's just norman just 
you you did your duty. Now I'm back. I'm the man of the house. I'll be getting my own insurance. Don't you worry, you know. Yeah. It's a oh cute. You think you're gonna just get a little part time job and <laughs> in two weeks you're gonna be fine. <laughs> in two weeks you'll have insurance. <laughs> right. Gonna have to take a lot of time off to drive to Pineview three times a week. Although I would like to see some scenes of Norman being like a dishwasher at a restaurant or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I want to see this part-time job. Two weeks. That's only two weeks left. That's a lot of. You usually don't even get your first paycheck in two weeks. Right. He doesn't know. What does he have up there? He, he doesn't know anything about the real world. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> I'm positive. You know, his only job has been the motel manager. But, you know, most 17, 18-year-olds don't. You right. know, they don't. Him even more so. <laughs> this is Norma Bates. <laughs> Son of Norma. <laughs> <laughs> he does have motel manager on his resume which he doesn't like get paid for that does he <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a position right like <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> money's gotta come in he should focus on that. Do something to the motel to get people in. Yeah, really. Um, so next we see Norma in town, and Dylan is across the street. Norma's carrying a couple of space heaters, and Dylan walks over to her, and she tells him the heat went out, and the repairman can't be there till the next day. Dylan says the house must be freezing, and asks if she is okay. She says yes, and tells him Norman got home that night before got home the night before and she doesn't want to move him. Dylan just looks at Norma and says I and she says, I know, I just don't don't yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know he wanted to. I could hardly tell him that he couldn't come back to his own home. He's gonna continue therapy three times a week, so that's a lot. He's on meds for his blackouts. I think he's doing much better. Dylan says, Alright. I guess you just gotta do what you have to do and Norma says, Yeah I do Dylan asks if Romero is still there, and Norma says he moved out. Dylan says, you haven't told Norman about him yet. Norma says, I will, honey. You know I will. It's just day one. Then she asks when he is moving to Seattle, and he says the day after tomorrow. Norma says it would be nice if they could come over that night and see Norman, because he needs all of their support, and they could do something fun as a family, like go get the tree. Dylan says they can do that, and Norma tells him to be there around five, and she leaves. Yeah, especially in light of their conversation in the sewing room. The, like the day before. <laughs> the day before. Yeah, Dylan just knows. You could just tell that he wanted so badly to be like, we just talked about this yesterday. <laughs> you know? yeah. She's all, don't yell at me. <laughs> like I yelled yeah, at well, you. She... <laughs> <laughs> That's my job. She's like, you don't need to say anything I know. 
Let's just shush all that. That happened to the sewing room. I already said I want it. That's what I just said. Don't be dramatic. So I think this really weighed heavy on Dylan. Just wow, you know. Yeah. Exactly right back. She's kicked Romero out. Yep. They're back together. I'm done. I think he just washed his hands. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, things were going good. And then old Normie comes back. Yep. And the, the heat is pretty funny that, like, the furnace goes out, like, the day Norman comes back. It's like the coldness. <laughs> yeah, a little... A little metaphor. Metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> um, next, we see Rebecca sitting in a room at the airport, and a woman from the DEA, DEA walks in, and I'm like, is this the same agent? <laughs> yeah, totally was. Okay. I thought so. Um... Rebecca asks what's going on. She's going to miss her flight, and the DEA agent says, yes, you are. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yeah, too. <laughs> yep. Uh, Rebecca says she can't miss her flight. She needs to go to Indiana because her mother isn't doing well. The DEA woman says they believe Rebecca has been aiding Bob Harris and laundering money through her bank. Rebecca asks why they would think that. A male agent in the room says they've been doing some forensic accounting, and they are confident they can prove the charges. I didn't know. Didn't do a good job. Nope. Forensic accounting. That's. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. Doesn't sound very exciting, but I like that it's out there. (laughs) 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 Um. The DEA woman says it's kind of convenient. Rebecca quit her job and is heading to Indiana. Rebecca says. She quit because her mom is sick and she wanted to go home and she was tired of White Pine Bay. It's not a good place. The DEA woman says it's not a good place for a reason. There is someone in charge who has looked the other way on too many things. Rebecca asks who and the DEA woman says someone you know well, Sheriff Alex Romero. Now would that would be really unfortunate for you to go to jail and for him to go free, wouldn't it? It's your choice. Everything that happens is going to be completely up to you. I thought that was... A tad heavy-handed, Freddy. (laughs) (laughs) Everything that happens is going to be up to you. (laughs) What are you going to do? No, I'm just kidding. But it kind of (laughs) was. Yeah. I, I had no idea they were going after Romero. Nope, that was a big that was, surprise. What? <laughs> Which made his unicorn speech hilarious because he started it out, and I'm like, "Oh, he knows, he knows," <laughs> <laughs> and he just surprised me as much as Norma was surprised. Yeah, I thought he was gonna drop a bomb on her. That Rebecca called or something. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm just really surprised by this little twist. Yeah. Because 
I don't know. Unless I know about Marcus Young or something, too. Ooh, that'd be bad. You know? I don't know. What in the world ever happened to his body? That's... Uh, I figure Bob had someone take care of it. I did, too, but... But... That body's still out there somewhere. I don't know. That one doesn't feel weighty to me. Uh uh-uh. uh. That felt like a plot point that served its purpose and is gone forever. Yeah. I don't know. This is just a strange, a strange turn because they've got Rebecca. They know she's laundered money. It's just odd that they want to go after Romero instead. Yeah, it is odd. It is really odd, and I just can't even imagine what they're going to do with it. I know. It's exciting. Exciting and nervous. Yeah, real nervous. But it will, it'll make Batman, Batmarrow come out. Yeah, we haven't seen that. We haven't seen that in a long time, so. He's been all in love. <laughs> Without a lot of white pine bay opposition. Yeah. So no, I'm excited. I'm glad they took this turn. It's Yeah. Didn't see it coming. But yeah, I'm really nervous. Like uh-huh. I said, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a um an ulcer because <laughs> of this plot line. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Just makes me very nervous. So next we see Norma pull up to Romero's house. She goes inside and hugs him and tells him she missed him. He doesn't hug her back, and she says, What, what? He asks if she knew that Norman had gone to see him that morning, and she says no and asks what he said. Romero says, Well, he thanked me for everything I've done for him. Norma says, Well, that's nice. She's like, I told him to do that. (laughs) That was me. (laughs) That's a nice thing for him to do. Romero says, Yeah. Then he told me that you... Uh-oh, that um, probably you and I can get a divorce now. Yeah, then he told me that you and I can get a divorce now. That he's going to get a part-time job and pay for his own insurance. Norma says, what? <laughs> and Romero says, he thinks I manipulated you. Norma says, Man- manipulated me how? Romero says, fill in the blanks. Norma says, you mean he knows we're sleeping together? Romero tells her she has to tell Norman the truth, that they are together, and they love each other, and it's not going to change. Norma says it's too soon, and Romero tells her it's not going to get better waiting to make it... Waiting will make it worse, and asks what she's trying to accomplish. Norma says, I will know when the time is right, and I don't like being pushed into a decision by either of you. Romero says, making a decision? Norma says, an exchange of information. You know what I mean. <laughs> As he like <laughs> defines it. <laughs> Romero says, "No, I don't know what you mean. If it's a choice, then you've got to figure out your choice." Then he tells her he has to go back to work and tells her to lock the door when she leaves. She says, "I'm not going. I'm not giving you up." Romero says, "Well, then you've got to tell him." And he leaves. I was so proud of her for saying that. Mhm. It really made me happy that she didn't like. That she didn't, like, fine, go to work. (laughs) You know, like the typical Norma. Yeah. She fought for him, and I loved that. That gave me warm feels. (laughs) Yep, I liked it, too. 
But yeah, she sure doesn't. She doesn't like the pressure. You know. Well, no, she's she's fought hard to for her independence, and she's been she's lived with no independence a long time, and mm -hmm. she's really fought hard for this, and doesn't like feeling like men are trying to control her decisions and she really honestly feels like you know it, it can seem like she's just putting it off because she doesn't want to deal with it but you know if you look at it the other way she really seems to really feel like she's going to know when the time is right to tell him and it's not going to go on forever in her mind I think she really just kind of knows that now is not the time right but on the other hand, it just does have the air of just putting it off because it's unpleasant. It, it kind of does. It kind of does, yeah. But I love that she's fighting for him. Because I like, I like the way this story ends up in my head. I may <laughs> not like it because I... I want them to go together forever and happy and planting their fruit trees and whatever, but that's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. So I like my romantic ending. And they keep going that way to me. And I couldn't be more thrilled. <laughs> yep. Nope, me. I I feel the same way. I like, I like your happy ending, too. <laughs> But yeah, I think this is what she's so angry at Norman about is this little fight with Romero that it caused. Yeah, they're both forcing her they're taking her choices away. Right. Together and she is pinning that on Norman. Mhm. Mm well, he's the one that went over to Romero and did threaten him, albeit veiledly. Yeah. Not really veiled, but a little. <laughs> well, and it probably bothers her that Norman thinks that Romero manipulated her, you know. Cause... Yeah, because that diminishes their love. Exactly. Um. All right. So next we see Emma and Dylan walk into the Bates house. Emma looks up the stairs and Dylan asks if she is okay. She says it's been a while since she has been there and it brings back a lot and so much has changed. Emma tells Dylan she is kind of nervous about seeing Norman and hopes it's not weird. <laughs> it's going to be a little weird, Emma. <laughs> no matter what. Um, Dylan says, oh, come on, it's my family. How could it be weird? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> He asks if she wants a few minutes to say hi to Norman, and she says yes and kisses him. She goes upstairs and walks into Norman's room, and he is sitting in the rocking chair reading with, like, this blanket wrapped around him. <laughs> <laughs> Old man, Norman. <laughs> he says she looks wonderful and asks her to sit down, and they hug. He asks how she is doing, and she says better every day, and it's weird that she is breathing using someone else's lung, lungs. Then she says... It's a weird it's a weird world, isn't it? Norman says, Tell me about it. 
She asks if he is okay, and he says yes. It was hard being at Pineview, but everything is better now. It's back on track. She tells him she is really proud of him, and they look at each other. Norman says, can we just say it out loud so it stops being weird? She laughs and says, okay. And Norman says, I'm just really happy for you, Emma. You and Dylan just seem so perfect, and I don't know why it didn't happen sooner. She says, really? And he says, really? He tells her he will always be grateful for her friendship. She was the first real friend he's ever had. She says they will always be good friends no matter what. She is crying a little and says, leave it to the transplant and metal patient to get all weepy about shit. <laughs> Dylan walks in and says hi to Norman. And Norman gets up and says, look at us. We're all together and off to go get the tree. And he hugs Dylan. Dylan says, it's a Christmas miracle. Then we hear Norma downstairs yelling that she is back. Norman says they should get going, and he and Emma leave the room. Dylan stays behind and looks around a bit and sees the stuffed rabbit Audrey had left for Emma. Then he leaves. I gotta say, Olivia Cook is amazingly gorgeous. She's so pretty. <laughs> She's like totally my type if I liked women. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just think she's like the perfect pretty face. She just is so pretty. She is. And the lighting in that room showed that off very mm-hmm. well. And it's just so, it's still just weird to see her without like the oxygen and stuff. Yeah, it is. It's It's just nice to... To be able to see her face and... It is. It's really nice. She just looks so grown up. She totally looks so grown up. Does she look like she has just aged like 10 years in the past... I don't know, since season one? <laughs> she just looks like a mm-hmm. adult. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. It, this was an adorable scene. They were really cute together. They were, they were, and I don't know. They just have an easiness about them that Norman doesn't have with anyone else. Yeah, and they always have. They've always had a really cute relationship, except for uh, the gross when they were dating. Yeah, that horrible time we yeah. should not even mention. <laughs> <laughs> They've always been, you know, just like thinking back. Like Daniel mentioned, you know, the solving mysteries and, you know, mm-hmm. they were so cute. And it's good to see them back like this. And, you know, I got to say, I, I really do think Norman is is happy about it. Yeah, I, I that didn't seem manipulative. It didn't. It didn't. The asshole meter was down to zero for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because I was kind of waiting for it. I was kind of looking for it. Like, yeah. Wh- where's the backhanded compliment, you know? Yeah. That he does so the, well. And... The little cutting uh-huh. just below the surface thing. Right. And it was. I didn't get a hint of it. it I didn't was either. Pure sincerity. Yep. So, I'm glad about that. Me too. Too bad it's going to shatter in an episode or two. Too bad he's going to kill Dylan <laughs> next week. <laughs> Boom. 
Um, <laughs> next, we see them all driving in Dylan's truck and Jingle Bell Rock is playing on the radio. Norma asks if they could turn down the music a little. Norman looks at her and asks if something is wrong, and she says no. Norman says she hasn't said much, and she says she is fine. They pull up to the tree place and get out of the truck, and Norma says, let's go find the tree, and she walks off. <laughs> <laughs> She's just not having fun at all. And she was so looking forward to this. <laughs> I know, it's too bad. Norman says, God, she's moody. I'm sorry. I forget how she can be sometimes. <laughs> and he gets some hot chocolate and hands it to Dylan and Emma and says, just ignore her and we'll have fun, okay? Emma says they are fine and says they should go pick out a tree. She can smell them for the first time and she and Dylan walk off and we see Norman walk off really fast. Did you notice how fast he was walking? No. <laughs> well, he had to get behind those he trees. He had to frequently. get to those trees. <laughs> Because, like, Emma and Dylan just kind of stroll one way, and Norma's just like, zoom! <laughs> like, <laughs> like a fast I walker. Notice. It was pretty funny. But I did think it was fairly awkward when they were like, uh, we're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I wish we were anywhere but here with you guys. <laughs> but Emma saved it. She's like, I can smell them for the first time. <laughs> yeah, that was a great line. Because that never occurred to me that someone who's got oxygen pumping in straight into their nostrils probably doesn't smell a lot. (laughs) That would take up a lot of your smell factors. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, It cuts to Norma walking along a row of trees and Norman is behind one of them and says, Mother. (laughs) 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 She tells (laughs) what. I just love creepy Norman. Me too. <laughs> One of my very favorite Normans. <laughs> um, she tells him not to jump out from a bunch of trees and sneak up on people. He says he didn't jump out from a bunch of trees. She's just on edge and asks what is going on. She says, I don't know, Norman. I don't know what's going on. You know why? Because no one tells me anything. Things that you do, things that affect my life... I mean, but why talk to me about anything? I mean, what am I, like a doll? And the menfolk are going to hash out who gets the woman in the homestead? Norman says, oh, I see, so he told you. Norma says, yeah, he told me because he respects me enough to tell me. Norman scoffs. (laughs) (laughs) Norma says, what the hell does that mean? That's bullshit, Norman. Anyone can do that. (laughs) (laughs) I just diminished what you said. She walks off. Norman follows her and says, Okay, maybe this just isn't the place to have this discussion, Mother. Norma says, I tried to talk to you about it at the house, but Dylan and Emma were already there. I am so upset with you, and I don't want to get into it. So stop provoking me. Stop it. And she walks off. Cuts to Emma and Dylan walking and holding hands, and she says she can't believe they're moving to Seattle and they will be buying a tree for their house, and isn't that strange? Dylan says yeah, and tells her being with his family feels different than he used to. He says he feels like he is on the outside looking at them. Isn't that like his whole life? (laughs) Yeah, that's... Except for the past like like, year. year. And he used to want so much from them. Stuff he was never going to get, and he didn't realize it. He says he feels terrible saying it, but Norma and Norman are so messed up that they are never going to change. That's probably the difference, is he 
always did feel like an outsider, but he wanted in so bad, and now he feels like an an outsider, and he just wants to go away. Right, he got in, and in wasn't so great. Yeah, he's like, "Mm, maybe, maybe (laughs) out's better. (laughs) Yes, Dylan, out is better. Go. He feels like they are dragging him into a black hole and he is tired of it and doesn't want to live it anymore. Emma hugs him and tells him she understands. Cuts to Norma walking and Norman's following her. She tells him to stop it. He tells her, you might as well tell me what's wrong. I know you're angry. It's not like I can pretend you're not and go have a glass of cider and a candy cane and fa la 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 la. You're ruining everything. Norma yells, fine. I can't believe you would... You went behind my back to tell Alex that he and I should get a divorce. Norman says, Mother, you don't have to lie to me. I know you've been sleeping with him. That you had to do it to get insurance for me. But that sort of thing is horrible. And you shouldn't have to live life like that. No one should. But if I learned one thing at Pineview, it is sometimes you have to let other people help in order to alleviate your burdens. Norma says, But that's not what happened. He's a good man and I like him. Norman says, You like him? Norma says, Yes. Norman laughs and then throws up. (laughs) Norma says she's sorry they shouldn't have come here. He's still acclimating to the meds, and she says, come on, let's go home. Okay. First off, it reminds me of the scene with Shelby when she is having to do stuff to get stuff. That's exactly (laughs) what it reminded me of, and I was wondering if that's what Norman is thinking about too. Yeah. Like, and when that happened, we got the vibe. I remember talking about it. I think we got the vibe that this is not their first rodeo. Right. Right. And she certainly does. I mean, she did it with professor boring. Right. Some of that, some of the most compelling stuff was off screen on the, um, if you saw the behind the scenes, no, what are they? Deleted scenes to get, um, the professor to talk to Norman downstairs in that great scene last season, she started kissing him and manipulating him to get him to do it. That's right. And she tried to do it with Dr. Edwards when she first met him. Yep. And so this, you know, to be fair, this is behavior Norman has watched his mom do time and time again. So maybe he really does think he's, you know, that I'm talked into it. I think he really does think that Romero is manipulating him I don't think it'd make a difference and maybe right you know maybe that's why he ends up throwing up when she says it's not what happened I think maybe he does like really believe her finally he's a good man and I like him and you know she's never ever answered you know Norman's um like the talk with Shelby she pretty much right well the talk with Shelby I mean she's like I have to do this with Shelby because you kept that belt and Shelby knows. And so I've got to go make this better because of what you did, you know? So, yeah, I I just yeah, mini epiphany. I think it totally takes him by surprise that she does that and makes him throw up. That's why it affected him so much. Yeah. Because he's, maybe he's clung on to the thought that this is all the same thing and now he can't because she just acted different and 
admitted that she actually really likes him, and this is not this is the same. Old this thing. is not the same thing that she's done before. This is different. Yeah, and I think it just. It's, I just can't believe it just hits him so hard that he actually like gets physically ill. Yeah, weird. Yeah, that's. <laughs> well, I thought about the other time when he threw up at school, but that was because he had spent all night dragging a dead body that his mom had stabbed, and he saw some of the gore on his shoe. Right. That's so right. I, I got a little like, ooh, what made him throw up that other time? <laughs> Is it the same kind of thing? And then, no. No, that was like, yeah. I mean, your stomach's always kind of delicate if you've been up all night. And then if you see, yeah. like, <laughs> believe you're hiding a body with your mom. Right. So, yeah, I I think he does. I think he did really think that this was another man trying to take advantage of his mom. Yeah. That's so interesting. And then... I did not look at it that way until just now. Yeah. But I'm totally on that camp now. Hmm. Interesting. And it throwing up sure, like, brought out her mothering back. (laughs) (laughs) I I love how she's like, oh, it's the meds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We shouldn't have come here. (laughs) (laughs) It couldn't possibly be our fight. <laughs> or the fact that I just admitted I'm in love with someone. Well, right. she, didn't even, she said she liked him. <laughs> right. She, yeah, she didn't even say love. Yeah. Um, okay. Move on. Mm-hmm. Next, we see Dylan putting the tree in the house, and he says they have to go. They need to pack. Norma says she understands, and it's freezing, and she shouldn't have asked them over. Emma is wiping her coat, and Norma asks if the chocolate is coming out. So did we miss a scene? (laughs) We didn't miss a scene, but I bet we get a deleted scene. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, this is like ripe for a deleted scene. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, I even wondered if Norman threw up a little in the car. (laughs) That's what I thought, too. (laughs) I thought she was wiping throw up a lot. (laughs) <laughs> I just find it fascinating that they, after all that, they ended up with a tree. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> maybe Emma and Dylan, maybe she's like, let's go home. And they're like, we found one. They're like, okay, get it. Let's go. <laughs> Throw it on the car. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, so Emma's wiping her coat and Norma asks if the chocolate is coming out. And Emma says, it will. It's just too wet. And Norma gets her one of her coats and tells her to just drop it off on their way to Seattle. Norma hugs them both, and Dylan asks if he should go upstairs and say goodbye to Norman. And Norman says he's still upset, changes hard for him, and tells them to stop by before they leave for Seattle, and Dylan and Emma leave. Norma goes upstairs and tells Norman it's too cold to sleep in the house, and they should go down to the motel. He says that's fine and walks out of his room. Cuts to Norma and Norman walking into the motel office. She grabs the key to room one and asks what room he wants, and he grabs the the key to room 12. She says, Norman, and he says, what? And she asks if he wants to talk, and he says, no. She tells him she knows it's probably hard for him to accept, and he says, good night, and walks out of the office and down to his room. Norma watches him from the office window. 
And she's yeah, like, sweet. Funny little scene. I can call Romero. She's <laughs> <laughs> yep. clear down in room 12. <laughs> it's, it's a funny little scene, grabbing the polar opposite room. <laughs> yep. Um, the next we see Emma and Dylan in her room. She says they should get some sleep. Her dad wants an early start. Dylan says her dad is already snoring. He heard him when he was in the kitchen. Emma tells Dylan he's been so nice sleeping on the couch every night. Dylan says he didn't want to freak her dad out. He thought he better wait until she is all healed up. She kisses him and he says she should get some rest. And she says they can be careful and they start kissing. He tells her if she hurts herself, he's going to kill her. She says she'll be careful and they start undressing. Yeah, I really think that's what's going to happen is they're going to fall asleep in her bed. Yeah, that sounds. And Dylan's key to moving to Seattle is <laughs> done. <laughs> Just got taken away. Yep. <laughs> I've I chuckled a little to myself how planned Emma had that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just funny. I guess we talked about this scene pretty good. Yeah. Kind of cute, but like I said, I wag my finger a little bit. Should follow doctor's orders. Follow the doctor's orders. It's Plus, just... your dad's in the house. Yeah. It just doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem like the right time. Nope. But what is? I'm not their mother. <laughs> They're young kids in love. <laughs> Who, like, had their first kiss, like, the day before she was going in for surgery. <laughs> <laughs> their timing's a little off, is all. Yeah. But they're so in love. But I don't know what it is about Emma or whatever, but she always feels like she's playing house a little bit to me. Hmm. And that little scene where she's like holding his hand at the tree thing and saying like, we'll be buying a tree for our house. It just kind of felt like she was playing house a little bit. Right. Gotcha. And I've, I felt that way. I don't know. Maybe I just, I think I felt like she was just a little eager last, last year. I didn't think she played it cool enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I remember having that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyway, there's always just a little factor about it that... And this kind of brought those up again. That little Christmas tree scene. Mm-hmm. Well... She's happy. young and happy. She's young and, and happy in love. Yeah. All right. So next we see Norman lying in his bed in the motel room, and he hears a car pull up to the motel. He gets up and looks out the window, and it's Romero. Norman watches him get out of his truck and go into Norman's room. Cuts to Romero and Norma in the motel room, and she tells him that she told Norman. He asks how she feels, and she thinks about it for a minute and says it was hard. He touches her face, and they hug. 
Then we see Norman walking past their room toward the motel office. Cuts to Norman and Romero in the room, and they are still hugging. Norma says, Why do you have this magical way of making me feel calm? And I just, like, died when she used the word magical again the first time. <laughs> I had no idea what was coming, but I just liked the use of magical again. Romero says, I have something to tell you. I'm actually magical. I'm a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> so random. <laughs> like, the Romero that we knew in past seasons, I would never expect him to say something like that. <laughs> Norma looks at him and says, you're a unicorn? Romero says, what? I just love how she laughs. It's so cute. This is so adorable. Um, and Norma starts laughing. Then Norma says, is that what you said? Romero says, I don't know. And they laugh. Cuts <laughs> to Norman in the office and he listens to them through the wall. Cuts to Norman and Romero and they are kissing and she thanks him for being whatever he said he was. <laughs> Cuts to Norman still listening at the wall. And he takes a painting down, and the screw holding it is hanging there. He pulls on it. It seemed like he knew that was the case. I don't know. Why else would he have pulled the picture down? I just thought he wanted to, like... Because he was kind of at the corner. Maybe he wanted to get oh, more... Oh, press his ear yeah. the way. Without the painting in the way. Yeah. Um, so the screw holding it's hanging there. He pulls on it, and it pulls a chunk of drywall out. Cuts to Romero and Norma kissing and starting to undress each other. Cuts to Norman with the letter opener, and he starts screwing it through the wall into room number one. And we have the people. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> the people! <laughs> Norman looks through it, and he can see Norma and Romero undressing each other, and tears are running down his cheek. Aww. <laughs> oh, it is a little sad. <laughs> He's watching his mother. It's not, I know it's creepy. <laughs> he took a letter opener and screwed it through the wall of, so he could watch. Listening wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad that he's crying. Okay. <laughs> My mama bear. <laughs> and Norma doesn't get a lot of mama bear moments from me That's from here true. on out. <laughs> but, yeah, creepy. But, um, it just, I can't get over the fact that that hole is just there and just seems so obvious. Yeah. On the hotel room side, I don't remember how it was played in Psycho. I remember him taking a painting off. He took the painting off. But just seeing it from the room number one's point of view, it just seems like you'd notice that hole. You would, you would think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get them not noticing it right now. Right. But a cop? Like the next morning? Right, right. Yeah, it's a oversight. You shouldn't be proud of that one, Romero. <laughs> Batman is sleeping in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I... He's got a bottle of scotch and a TV on with the game. <laughs> Batman Romero inside. 
Yeah, I, I can't remember. I remember the people from, like, the office end, because it seems yeah, like it do. has that big chunk of drywall taken out. Like, it's... Yeah, and it is behind the picture. Yeah. That all rings that true. That all rings true. I just can't remember what it looks like from inside room number one. I don't... Do we ever see it from that angle? I don't know. I feel like we do. I just don't... I wonder if he goes back and hides it well. But at this point, he doesn't seem to have a reason. Right. I don't think he's like, ooh, I could look at all the female guests we have in room one. Right. This was a just-for-now thing. (laughs) 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 Yeah, and I thought it was... um, Did... Did Norman Romero not think that Norman would hear him pull up? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I chalked that up to. Well, I've told him, so it doesn't matter now. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, true. I didn't think of that. But yep, the origin of the people, we got it. Yeah, that was exciting. It was. One of my favorite origins so far. Mm hmm. Yes. Um, okay, so next we see Norma going down the stairs to the fruit cellar, and the furnace repair guy is down there, and he has fixed the furnace. Norma goes down the stairs and sits on him and listens to Norma and the repairman talk. The repairman tells Norma that if she ever wants to get rid of that old furnace, to call him and he'll come pick it up. He says he is glad they never tried to fire it up because there was a crack in it and it could have gassed the whole house. Norma says maybe they will get rid of it. She just got married and they're wanting to clean up the basement. Norman walks over to them and thanks the repairman and tells him he can show himself out. <laughs> it's like, you can leave now. <laughs> and the repairman leaves. Norman says to Norma, so I hear you and your husband are going to be cleaning out my basement. Norma says, wouldn't you want that? Wouldn't you want a more functioning workshop? Norman says, not particularly. Norma says, you were just trying to find any reason to be mad at me. Sometimes growing is so hard, it's hard for me too. But if you just open yourself up to it, things can be good, honey. Would you please make an effort, please? Will you? Norman says, okay. Then Norma tells him she invited Romero over for dinner, and she goes upstairs. Hmm. I, I just liked that little scene. I liked... I just like acknowledging that she's growing. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it just it seemed fairly grown up, if I can use that term. That, I don't know, she just, she acted like an adult for a minute. <laughs> she did, and I, part of it might come with, come from like, She's got a partner now that, that, you know, will help her in these situations, will help her with Norman now, you know? Yeah. And so she's, I don't know. Romero's done a lot for her. Like, yes, and... like confidence-wise and, and things like that. Oh, I think if Norman... 
was in Pine View for years, I think she has a chance to really grow. Right. Make some serious headway in growing and becoming the kind of person that she wants to be. But she just, unfortunately, will never have that chance. Shush. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I just, I like that little interchange. Not that he said much, but... (laughs) I liked that that's where her mind is, and that she acknowledges that growing's hard, and... Mm Mm-hmm. It's been hard for her, but she's kind of at another side. She's made some breakthroughs, and she wants him to jump on that train. (laughs) You'll see. It's good, us being apart and me having a relationship with a man that's not my son. Yeah. And he just... I like how she was like, you just want to be mad at me. <laughs> you <know>? Right. <laughs> just looking for any excuse. <clears throat> yeah. Because, I mean, why not clean up the basement? Why, you know, just like, wouldn't you like to have more space? No. Mm-hmm. No, not no. particularly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I call bull crap. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you're just being petulant. Yep. Next, we see Romero walking up to the outside steps to the Bates house with a bottle of wine. The camera pans up the house, and we see Norman standing in the bedroom window watching him. Cuts to the dinner table, and Norma made a ton of food. I counted nine (laughs) dishes. (laughs) I counted them. There was nine? (laughs) Nine Oh, I didn't make that much for Easter last month <laughs> for our family get-together. I might have done that much for Thanksgiving, <laughs> but even that's iffy. <laughs> I made nine dishes of food. <laughs> Amazing, that woman. Anyway, <laughs> I hope I didn't make too much food. <laughs> Um, Romero says it looks great and he kisses her and Norman walks in Romero walks over to Norman and shakes his hand and tells him it's good to see him and Norman says he's glad he is joining them for dinner cuts to them eating and Romero tells Norman he likes the kitchen curtains she says she loves (laughs) sewing and hasn't done it in a long time was that like some sort of last straw that Norman didn't like (laughs) (laughs) Norman mentions he doesn't like him and Romero says he does (laughs) Norman's like that's it <laughs> we are done so. <laughs> um, Romero says she's good at it, and Norma says, "Oh, it's just easy. Just push." <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> to really simplify it. <laughs> Norman asks the sheriff if he can pass the green beans, and Romero tells him to call him Alex. Then Romero tells Norman he'd love to hear all about the motel and how it works and how he can help out if needed. <laughs> Great, Chet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And Norman says, it's very simple. People check in and then they check out. Norma says, Norman. And Norman says, really, Mother, what else is there? And Norman says, I've already looked up a couple of part-time jobs that will allow me to pay for my own insurance. I want to hear about these. <laughs> I know, it's like, okay, so you looked at ads. Did you get those jobs? No. <laughs> Did they actually say, comes with insurance benefits? <laughs> Unless he thinks he can earn enough to get independent insurance. Which, no. Which, before Universal Healthcare, what was it called? The Affordable Care. Before the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> you can call it Obamacare. <laughs> I don't say it badly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not using it as a derogatory term. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Where was I? Oh. You know, I don't... Before no, the I, Affordable before Care Before that, if you had any sort of medical complication, private insurance will deny you. I know this because I've walked down this road. <laughs> right. And... Yeah, that's another thing. Doesn't he have, like, all sorts of pre-existing stuff now? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. I mean, I the Affordable Health Care Act says that they can't do that anymore because it was a huge problem. Right, I mean, right. People like me, where Rob was working for himself and I had pregnancy complications, and Eleanor has got a whole bevy of complications. <laughs> Getting private insurance was absolutely impossible for our family. So, you know, I know too much about health insurance. <laughs> you know more than most people should. But just, I don't know. That's not happening. Not happening, Norman. <laughs> so, uh, Norma says that's not necessary. Norman says, it is to me. I'm an adult. I don't need to be on my stepdaddy's insurance. I love that he's a stepdaddy. <laughs> you know, that's the best. <laughs> awesome. Romero says, I think that's great. I think it's great that you want to be independent. That shows character. <laughs> Such as, I know. Just kind of pandering a little bit. Yep. Uh, Norman says, oh, really? Do you, Alex? That's nice. <laughs> Yeah, Alex, Norman is not 12. <laughs> Norma says, Norman, don't be rude. This isn't easy for any of us. We're all trying here. Norman says, we? We as in, and he points back and forth between Norman Romero with his fork. <laughs> oh, I love that action. Is this how it's going to be from now on? Norma says, yes, we're married. Romero says, Look, I know this seems weird. I know that you spent your whole life with it, just being the two of you. Which I thought was weird. Because they didn't. It wasn't just the two of them, and that was kind of the problem. <laughs> it's only been the two of them for a couple of years. That's true. But maybe he meant it more like, I don't know, maybe a little less um, literal. Right. More like they did only have each other because things were so bad with other people. Um, but you've got to get used to this. It's going to take time, but you will get used to this. Norman says, 
okay, Alex? There's something that you don't seem to understand. Nothing is going to change. You can be married to her, you can be sleeping with her, but you're never going to get in between us. Romero says, I'm not trying to. Norma says, well, I say, you don't know what he means, Romero. <laughs> <laughs> Let the boy talk. <laughs> Norma says, Norman, there's room in the human heart for more than one person, and it doesn't diminish the love that's already there. Norman says, oh, really? Imagine that we are on a ship at sea. The ship is going down, and there is one tiny boat and room for provisions for two. Who are you going to put in that boat with you? Romero says, maybe you and I get in, Norman, and we leave her on the ship. Norma starts laughing and says, don't make a joke, Alex. It's inappropriate, because it's ludicrous. We're not in a sinking ship. We're in a big, beautiful, warm house, and we're all fine. Norman looks at her and says, you're such a hypocrite, Mother. My whole life, you have kept me so close to you that I couldn't breathe without you. You never wanted me to have a girlfriend or a good time. I gave up everything, everything for you, Mother, and I did it gladly because I understand the bond between us. The cord, I understand that it is huge and sacred and unique. And now you want me to, and you want to tell me that doesn't matter? Now all of a sudden there's room for someone else? Well, there isn't, and you know it. This is our world, our world, Mother, and that's what love is. Real love, not this pale corpse you are trying to put in its place. And you never will be able to. You are setting yourself up, and he is making you think that it's possible. Norman stands up. Norma stands up and yells, Get this through your head. No one is making me do anything. I am a grown woman. I love him. He loves me. And that is it, and you have to deal with it. Norman storms out of the house. Romero gets up and says he is going to talk to him. Cuts to Norman. Let's talk about that for a second. Um, yeah, like I said, it, I thought Norman could really use um, a little compassion at that moment. I think so. I think yelling at him was the wrong move. It was, but I think, again, I think he raised her hackles. What did he say that raised her hackles to talk about no one's making her do anything? It seems like that's probably the problem. It was probably just laying it out for her. Yeah. And maybe it was, I thought his... um not this pale corpse you're trying to put in its place and you'll never be able to. I thought maybe that was just a just a toke over the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she just doesn't like to be talked to like that. And, you know, I think it would have been better if she said, you're right, I'm sorry. I, I did create this little world. I wasn't expecting Alex to come into my life, but he did. You know, right? She, you know, she, she needed Norman, and they needed that bond. But there is growth that can happen, right? To where she's got Alex now, and and she wants the growth, and he doesn't. No, and he he looks at their relationship one way. And she looks at it another way, and she just doesn't agree. She, you know, she's saying, and there is, there's room in the human heart for a husband and a child, but there isn't room for two husbands or, you know, two lovers. Right. So that's just, that probably just makes her mad or, I don't, I don't know. That, 
I am so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I am having so hard of a time putting my thoughts together and making them coherent. <laughs> this entire podcast, and it sucks. Because <laughs> this is such a... I wish this could have been a daytime recording, but... I just had a long day. Hmm. Um, well, you haven't seemed rambly to me, so... Oh, that's good. I feel yeah. like I start trying to make a point, and then I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's how I felt all night. No, long. I think people would know where we're going, like, where the thought train is. I hope so. Anyway, I think... I think Norman's bond and his cord... I think that's for Head Norma now. Yeah. And I think it's starting to confuse Norma because I really think she looks at them as a very close mother and son. And yes, she had a unorthodox um, relationship with him, but I think that was out of necessity. And now that that necessity's gone. She just wants that to go away, and that's so Norma. Yes. <laughs> she wants everything Norman's saying right now to just go away because that necessity to her is over. But it can't go away because she has totally raised her son in this environment, and he. Oh yeah, I mean, has valid points. He's got very valid points. But in Norma fashion. She doesn't want to deal with it. Right. She just wants it. She wants to erase and carry on from here. And she does not know how to do that, and she is not equipped to handle it. <laughs> no, she's not, but, you know, she's got good points, too. I mean, people grow, you know, and yeah. things change, and, you know. And if you believe... If you subscribe to the theory that she doesn't look at them as what they're doing is wrong or um, sexual in any way, mm -hmm. that it's just mother love, um, uh, let's see there, there we go. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, are, are you saying that she shouldn't, like, she should be surprised at Norman's reaction? Well, I think, she, yeah, I think she, you know, she puts, um, and she already did his sexual attraction to her. Mm -hmm. You know, it's stupid. She might have well have gone, Psst, you know, I'm just diminishing everything you say. <laughs> right. <laughs> she, she does diminish it. And she has in the past. She certainly did in that, in that scene right there that you just talked about where. Yeah. He tells her that, you know, the boring professor suggested maybe he was sexually attracted to her and he's like and I think I am and she totally psht it you know yeah and so I think 
I think she shushes all that. And, uh, and so this is just very, uh, she's just not equipped to handle this. She's not, and she also, Norma... And he's, he's diminishing, he just diminished her love for Romero with the not this pale corpse you're trying to put in its place and you'll never be able to. I think that's probably what got her goat. There's that, and... Norma just, she, she just wants everything to be fine, and I think she just wants Norman to just accept this and not have a problem with it, despite everything she did raising him, (laughs) you know, and it, him not going along with it just really upsets her you know well yeah she spent probably a lot of time cooking nine different dishes right and putting it on the (laughs) silver and that's what she is using to make this dinner nice (laughs) right right she thinks that's gonna take the place and make this a nice dinner yeah, she just doesn't want to hear what Norman has. He, she doesn't want to hear that this could have anything to do with her, like her being at fault. Mm, yep. You know, she can't handle that. She doesn't like that. Nope, and she doesn't like the insinuation that that um, people are making her do stuff, and yep. that she doesn't have any power, and and she didn't like him diminishing the love they are sharing because it's the first real love she's shared I think with this is the healthiest relationship she's ever had yeah and so she's protecting it and she is this whole episode she's been protecting it better than I thought she would I really didn't give her enough credit and it's it's going to be your downfall I think and Romero's All right, so so Norman storms out of the house. Romero gets up and says he's going to talk to him and cuts to Norman outside chopping wood. Romero walks up to him and tells him to put the axe down and talk to him. Norman keeps chopping the wood, and Romero tells him to put the axe down, and then he yells at Norman to put it down. Norman stops chopping the wood, and Romero tells him he needs to grow up a little and think about his mother. Norman tells him not to patronize him. That's fair. Romero's been patronizing him all through dinner. Yes. <laughs> um, Norman says he has spent every waking hour of his life thinking about his mother. And he <laughs> goes back. To <laughs> 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 well, that's not weird at all. <laughs> Romero was like, what? (laughs) Backpedal, backpedal. (laughs) 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 This is just such a weird thing to say. I spent every hour of my waking life... (laughs) (laughs) 
hold on. That's not what I expect an 18-year-old boy to say. Because <laughs> this whole time, Romero's been trying to pigeon him whole, pigeonhole him into a normal 18-year-old boy. <laughs> All season he has. <laughs> Romero just had his aha moment. Like, oh. <laughs> Hey, that tumbleweed blew by after all. <laughs> um, Romero tells him he needs to start thinking of her as a human being. She will always be his mother. Nothing will change that. Romero asks why it's such a terrible thing that maybe she wants to share her life with a friend and partner and lover. She deserves to have a man in her life. Norman holds the axe up and starts walking toward Romero, and Romero tells him to back up. He got very copy here. I liked it. Yep. And Norman starts swinging the axe at the shed and yelling, I hate you, over and over. Then he leaves the axe and runs past Romero and runs into the house and up the stairs. Norma comes out and calls after him. Romero comes in the door and tells Norma he's moving back in. He'll get his stuff tomorrow, but he is not leaving the house that night. And the episode ends. That was a great ending. That was a great ending. <laughs> it was so tense. Oh my gosh. I never questioned that Romero, I don't know, I guess that's why I liked the copiness that came out, because I, I never questioned that he couldn't take care of himself, even with an axe-welding psycho. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I was never worried. It was still tense. It was but... tense, but I was never worried that he was going to get killed or injured or anything. But it's, it's very interesting that no Romero has now seen the side of Norman. That's not going to go away. You don't shush that. No. And I don't think uh. Romero, he, Romero doesn't have the bait shush. Uh-uh. He's like Dylan. Probably even more so. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, come on. What's best going to serve Romero? Getting him back into Pineview, you know? Yes. Yeah? He's not going to shush. I don't know what he's going to do. He's going to protect Norma. But, you know, when you think about it, what would stop, I guess, Norma saying she doesn't want him to go back, but (laughs) what would stop him from being like, okay, we've seen some violent behavior, I'm not comfortable... Leaving Norman alone with Norma ever. Right, and that's what Dr. Edwards needed to be able to keep him. Keep yeah. him, you know. He has to show that he's a danger to himself or others, and that, you know, <laughs> threatening someone with an axe is. That qualifies. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it totally would, but you just. I don't wonder think how it's much happen. Norma's going to uh, diminish it. She will. <laughs> Shush it. Yeah. Oh, he does that all the time. Oh. Do you remember that night I called you and we put him in my <laughs> He did way worse stuff than that. <laughs> I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, but man, it sucks that Romero's going to have to spend some time and energy with this DEA stuff that he doesn't know is coming up. Yeah, that might just be the distraction that he needs to 
Yeah. Have Norman get the better of him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> this, yeah, taking care of this little stepson is a full-time job now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Protecting his mom, his wife. and uh, Yeah, that was a great ending. I I loved it. Yeah, it was great. Um, just his like, I am not leaving you alone with him. <laughs> just kind of like, ooh. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how Norma reacts, because you know Romero's going to tell her. Yeah. Now I'm scrambling, because I know the preview for the next one came up right after again, and I remember seeing... It. I just don't remember anything about it. You know, I am exactly the same way. I remember seeing it and going like, ooh. But I don't remember anything. I remember one thing. It involved Norma being in bed. And I went, oh. Hmm. I don't remember that. I guess we can have a teeny tiny spoiler section. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> what do you rate this one? Um, this one gets a nine. It's not as good as the best, but it was really good. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm going to give it nine. Nine Christmas trees. Nine, <laughs> nine scoffs. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a what the bit? This was a pretty bippy episode. Yeah. There's a few what the bips. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna what the bip Emma. Okay. Um being able to and wanting to make love to her boyfriend for the first time after a couple weeks after surgery <laughs> and lung transplant where breathing heavy is probably not yeah. a good idea um I'm gonna what the bip gosh I'm gonna what the bip Norman watching Norman Romero. <laughs> Did you ever think that that peephole was started so that he could watch his mother? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in all the years that you know that I've been familiar with the movie Psycho, it never would have, you know. Not even during like Psycho Four watching. Not even watching Bates Motel. No, that yeah, never occurred to me that the people was made for him to spy on his mom. <laughs> Although he does in Psycho Four, he does in Psycho Four, and it still didn't. But the people was already did, in Psycho Four. Didn't they say that like his dad made the people or some some lame? I don't remember. Yeah, but yeah, I can. But he did kind of s- sneaky up on Chet. He did watch his mom and Chet uh-huh. be intimate a little bit uh-huh. if I remember correctly. He did. 
Yeah. It was a good one. I can't believe there's only two left. Yeah. Two left. I could see them. I could see this one, like, just grand slamming, have so much stuff go down. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think everything could go down this season. I don't mean everyone die. I just mean it could it could be a real crazy crazy oh yeah <laughs> backdrop of all hell breaking loose i could see it oh yeah oh yeah cuz i feel like the series is going to end not in a, like a whisper but you know what i mean i think it's going to end kind of quietly and reflectively with just norman and you know so I think this is our last bang. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, it will end with a bang, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is the last like action stuff cuz I think by the end of next season it's going to be just Norman. <laughs> yeah, Norman and Norma. I don't know. I want to watch it all right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, till next week, I guess. Till next week. You can send your Norman, feedback. Man. Do you th- I just uh, going after Romero was so great. I know, I know. <laughs> and it was also interesting that Mother didn't take over and Norman kept his head. Yeah, yeah. And instead of attacking... Romero, which Norman wouldn't do, even provoked and so mad, he attacks the shed instead. That's just very telling. It is. It's Norma that's the killer, and we need to remember that. Right, right. Yeah, that pretty much proved it right there. Because he attacked the the shed thing instead. Yeah, but boy, there's a lot of territory protecting here. Oh man, I can't wait until the first time that Romero meets Head Norma. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I hope it's this season. <laughs> it could very easily be next episode. It could. We haven't seen her for two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Norma meds... needs to come out to play. Yeah, I think it's the meds that are keeping her at bay, and maybe he'll stop taking them. Yeah, maybe so. Start throwing them up again. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, because what he did to Romero, that's... There will be some sort of... Not consequences, but... (sighs) It'll be interesting to see how Romero deals with that. Yeah, I'm. And I'm how grabbing the popcorn, I'm excited. I know, and how Norman deals with it, and how Norma deals with you know. Norma's never met Head Norma, either. Mm-mm. Just we got to see that. We've got to see those three living together and have Head Norma come out. We just have to. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I need that. <laughs> It'll be awesome. It will be awesome. 
Uh. <laughs> Romero's going to be like, what the F? <laughs> <laughs> Tumbleweeds all over the place. <laughs> I know, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> so tired <laughs> yeah i am too so all right well join us next week yep send us feedback get some other podcast at gmail.com yep all right all right show your own ass oh we'll do a small little and then i'll i'm just gonna talk about the one thing i remember okay so show your <laughs> own ass previous. via condias <laughs> bye put it down what? You need to grow up a little right now, and you need to think of your mother. Don't patronize me. I have spent every waking moment of my life thinking of my mother. Well, then you need to think of her as a human being, Norman. She's always going to be your mother. Nothing's ever going to change that. But don't you think she wants to be with someone, with, with, with a partner? A friend, a lover, someone she could share her life with? I mean, why is that such a terrible thing? Don't you think she deserves to have a man in her life?
Okay, so Norma and Norman are in bed together, and they seem pretty cozy. That's all I remember. And I said, whoop, that said Norma. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember that now. And that is literally all I remember. I don't remember what they said. I don't remember anything else from the trailer at all. I don't either. But I remember that, and I thought, there's no way that's Norma. That is head Norma, and she's coming out. Yep. And it's going to be awesome. I remember thinking the same thing, that there's no way that's Norma. Although, that's what I said about the trailer for this season when she's kissing him. <laughs> <laughs> and it really was Norma. <laughs> well, I got on IMDb, and then the next one is called Forever. But there is no little plot, no blurb, no blurb about it. I wonder if they're keeping it under wraps or something. <laughs> so can't really do much with forever. Unless it's Head Norma saying that they'll be together forever. Yeah, I just, I really see it going that way. That he and Head Norma are going to form a little tight alliance and everyone else is going to be interlopers. That yeah. It's going to cause some confusion. and He's going to not only be confused, he's going to be happier that way. Yeah. It's going to make him happy. He needs he needs that now, and they're building it up that way. She's so on Team Romero right now. So this head norm has got to step up and be the one now. Yeah. And it'll make him happy. It'll... It's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be great. You know we're going to see her. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Romero said that was like the final lines. He is moving back in. He's not, you know, so he's going to be there. It's going to be awesome. Yep. So. Cool. Exciting. Yep. All right. And we're already like halfway through the week, yay. I know. I know. Not, not much longer. Well, all right. Cool. I will talk to you later. All right. All right. Bye. See ya. Bye.